Welcome to Mastering Life's Adventures, an educational podcast about tapping into your true self, the soul, your soul, the substance of your life, to discover what life's ups and downs are really about, and how to have a greater sense of purpose, peace, joy, and fulfillment. I am Dr. Judith Holder, your host, coach psychologist, fellow seeker who enjoys diving into the connections between spirituality, psychology, wellness, and your everyday life's adventures. All preparing and polishing you like the facets of a magnificent diamond to be your best self. If you're craving more from your life, you are in the right place. Come, let's journey together and transforming what you know into who you really are. Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back. And the next barrier to soul progress I want to talk about is awkward arrogance. Mm -hmm. Arrogance usually refers to any types of acts or even feelings of being superior or more valuable or better than someone else. Kind of the sense of importance when you're with or around others. I consider it kind of overinflating of the eager persona. And as you know, I've talked frequently about the eager persona and the laying the foundations. So I'll, I'll refer you back to that. It's kind of an overestimation in terms of this arrogance that others around you may perceive, but sometimes you don't perceive it. They perceive it as maybe you're believing, whether you're, it's conscious or not conscious, about being better than other people with a situation or event that's happened because you're smarter and you're quicker to be able to see certain things happening or easy to be the first to complete a project in your workspace or being able to um, be really athletic and be very good at what you do in terms of a particular sport that you're playing, be it baseball or football or track and field. And it is this sense of being better in an egotistical way. We, everyone has their strengths and everyone has their areas that they're going to excel in. But there is for the awkward, awkward arrogance is that the awkward piece of it comes in is because others around that person perceive them as tooting their own horn too much but they don't know what to do about it. Oh, they don't know how to tell the person that they think that they're being very arrogant about how they're going about doing something. Because if they don't see it themselves, it's like we don't see the nose on our face, for example, unless we intentionally look down and know that our nose is there, but we usually look out and look at things that are around us. And so this person may have a blind spot in some ways to this awkward arrogance because they're just seeing what they do naturally as being okay. I want to share some thoughts about this awkward arrogance from a psychological perspective and also from a soul growth perspective. And there can be many reasons for arrogance and the ways in which people usually identify it. There are usually three underlying type of um, issues or uh, if you want to call them that reasons or causes that may be 
moving towards a person being more arrogant. One is they do a good job in whatever they do. They may be good at speaking and they're very good at public speaking. They're very good at bringing in a lot of revenue into that particular ad firm or to that particular organization that needs money. And so they're really good at it. They're really good at scientifically coming up with new perspectives about how to advance a particular science or something from the lab. And they're very good and very innovative and in how they're thinking. And it brings a lot of praise and a lot of funding maybe for that particular company or business or organization. They've come accustomed to being in the spotlight. They re like receiving the praise and attention. They like the fact that on a weekly and monthly, yearly and decade basis, this has been given to them to say that you're really good at what you do. The arrogance is there because of the circumstances. It kind of helps to fortify their self-worth and self-confidence about things. And they're not being able to necessarily see that slowly they're building that confidence in a way that is based upon external things of accomplishments. That is not necessarily in the best light for them to have a greater fulfillment in themselves, which is where the soul comes in, which I'll talk about in a minute. But with this arrogance and also that they will sometimes see people as less important than themselves, that they've been able to achieve so much and to be able to move so far so quickly sometimes. And they've been able to garner the positivity and the lights of an admirableness and the lights of the people's eyes that are around them. Um, that they kind of now have moved to the point of the me focus, and that's the ego. The ego is always focused on oneself and what one's doing and how one's doing. And that is not necessarily the way of the soul. Ego wants to continue to have flourishing of their approval and the caring that they're getting from all this attention. But what sometimes happens is when... They no longer are performing, I guess is a good worry. The attention goes away. And then what happens for them? They may continue in the arrogance or they may continue to look at and reflect on, okay, this is not going to work out for me because I feel deflated when I don't have the attention and I feel inflated when I do have the intention. Maybe I need to look at this and not base who I am based upon only these accomplishments that I'm achieving. And they get into having to think and reflect a little bit about who am I? And from that stance, they're actually moving on a path when they start asking themselves about who am I? Am I all these accomplishments out here? Because when I don't get the recognition for the things that I'm doing, I again feel as if I'm kind of deflated um, perspective, inflated when I am getting this tension. So it feels a little bit hollow. It feels as if, you know, I'm not taking a stance about who I am because I got to figure that out. And if you're able to figure that out, then you've maybe gone through one of those barriers, one of those levels of barriers, because many people stay in the arrogant lane 
and they don't realize they can change lanes and start to reflect and do it a little bit different. Once getting back, but once the attention stops being placed on them, and that's when they may have insecurity in the form of a low self-esteem. And so it is arrogance that can serve as a, a defense mechanism in order to say, I'm okay, uh, and I'm doing okay. And so it's protecting the self-esteem or one's self-worth in a way that is really actually not to the greater good of that person or the soul of the individual. And so you have to think, can it be another way? A am I overcompensating myself or, um, or overconfidence, which is the inflated aspects that we talked about? So the person has to really be aware of the fact that if they're on that seesaw of going back and forth between that overconfidence and underconfidence in their abilities, or they stay focused on being really arrogant to say, this is what I'm showing the world, that I, I am great. But behind the scenes of things, there is where they may have that underconfidence about themselves. So they overcompensate and become more arrogant in what they show to the world. Then that is a seesaw that the person's on, whether you are aware of it in terms of you being the public who sees these individuals, whether they're aware of it or not. We all have some of this that we have to deal with within ourselves of when we're being arrogant or boastful about things that is not in keeping with our soul's evolution and soul growth and progress. We each have to figure out where that line is and how not to step over that line. One of the things I talked about in one of the other barriers and roadblocks was talking about the quality of humility and the importance of humility. And you can go back and listen to that episode. But when it comes to this arrogance that happens, because then we may move us into wanting to compete, make sure people see how good we really are and that how right we are or how much we're better than someone. And so these characteristics of arrogance, we have to be attuned to. We have to be aware of this arrogance that other people may not tell us because it's awkward for them to tell us that we're being arrogant. We are the ones who have to be the one observing ourselves and being aware of ourselves. And as I mentioned before, like a Sherlock Holmes to ourselves when we're talking about the weary worried. I just want to talk about or about five characteristics of arrogance just to help you to be more aware that these do show up in different ways. And so you can start to see like a Sherlock Holmes when it may be showing up in my world and also then what I would like to do about that. So the first one is, is the need for constant attention, which I alluded to already in the form of praise from other people and making sure other people are seeing us in the most positive light. And that might be at work with a project that we completed it may be at home when we've done something around the house and want recognition for that. But it's usually kind of this incessant thing of needing to achieve something and for people to appreciate us for the things that we are doing. So that brings up the other piece about the constant speaking of oneself about your achievements. I did this and I did that. And, you know, look at, you know, I, I did this over here. So this constant talking about all the things you did and, and how great you are, that's usually a form of arrogance that's going on. And I said the word constant. So it's, it's a level of frequency that has taken place. 
And it's also a part, an attitude that we're taking. And that attitude is, I'm better than you. Whether it's conscious or not, it's still there happening and other people feel it and notice it. So the third aspect is to be aware of that sometimes that kind of breeds this arrogance and they all can happen together is when you don't recognize mistakes, that it moves you into never being wrong. And if you did make a mistake, which you don't acknowledge, what you instead do is justify. And so the justification for the mistake that went on that you don't think that you should have to be worried about, this is the issue. It means you have a blind spot. It means that we're not necessarily being willing to see maybe how our arrogance is showing up. And also, again, being awkward for other people in our lives to tell us that we're being arrogant. So the other aspect is, and that's the fourth one, is when arrogance is happening in this constellation of factors that I'm talking about here or characteristics or qualities that show up for an individual that moves them into having this kind of perspective of being more arrogant and awkwardness for the people to share that with this particular person is that they find it difficult to ask for forgiveness when they have done something wrong or when they have made a mistake. Because at some level, they don't believe that they have made a particular mistake goes back to that that they've done anything quote-unquote wrong. And so it really does move one into not being able to do the very thing that may help in a particular situation, either at work or at home, just, just to say, you know what, I said that or I did that that was not appropriate or I didn't see that it was going to hurt you in a particular way, and please forgive me. There is a quality of humility that has to come in that usually when we're in this arrogant mode, we are not willing to do. But the soul is needing for us to do that. The soul is wanting us to be able to own up to things that weren't done right and that could be done better. And to be able to do that in a way so it releases itself from kind of feeling as if it's being trapped, the soul is being trapped into this arrogance suit that it says, it's, I don't, that's not me. You're putting this overlay of this suit, like a physical suit, you know, a, a dress suit, for example, on the soul. That is the soul says, that's not me. That's, I want to be able to be humble. I want to be able to forgive. I want to learn how to forgive and let go of certain things. But arrogance usually does not. That's the ego. The arrogance is a part of the ego life. And that is not the part of the soul's life and desire and direction that it wants to go. So we've, we've talked about this constant need for attention as kind of the first point, for example. And we talked about this constant need for the person to have a sense of achievement. And we talked about the third point, which was doesn't like to recognize mistakes. And we're talking about the next point about is difficulty and wants to blame others for mistakes that are being made. And so it's hard for forgiveness to take place or to acknowledge forgiveness when it's needed. And the fifth thing that I wanted to talk about, usually with arrogance, there is criticizing of others. 
who don't meet up to a particular standard. Therefore, because they do not meet a particular standard of how the work needed to be done or how a table needed to be set for dinner or what the etiquette is needs to be in a particular formal engagement or gathering that's happening. Instead, there is more criticism that goes on. It does kind of breed itself into saying that, okay, you know what's right and everyone else around you is kind of moved into the category of what's wrong. And there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And yes, there is some truth to that, but the attitude or the way in which that is implemented needs to be looked at. And what the soul desires in its progress, because we just talked about some barriers to souls, and there's some barriers that are roadblocks to us, and we can visually see that. For example, when we know we need to apologize for something we did, and we don't do that, that's a kind of a, a roadblock that we're saying, nope, you know, we put that roadblock up to our soul's progress. And there are sometimes barriers that are unseen, as I mentioned to you in another episode. And those unseen ones are things that are blind spots that we don't, we just didn't realize or, or just don't acknowledge in any way. So, for example, like we don't make, we don't acknowledge the fact when there's mistake has been made. And so we think we'd never do anything wrong. And that, and so we don't see that and we need to be able to see that. In this process of talking about this, I want to also switch gears a little bit and also talk about what the soul needs. There are also things that can help to move the soul. When you say, okay, I no longer want to create these barriers or these roadblocks to my soul, and I want to be more aware of when this is showing up for me, then you first begin to ask yourself, okay, how, does, how do I want to be? What is my desire? How can I grow from this experience that I'm going through right before my eyes when I see the my ego being this awkward arrogance? And so I need to take some space and be able to acknowledge the fact that I can do this differently. There is a softness that one starts to assume. There's in that softness, we're willing to be able to say, okay, even though it's hard for me to say that I made a mistake, or I want detention on myself. But what I can say is, look up to your higher self, your I am presence, your creator, and say, God help me. God help me to see what I need to see. And God help me to make the shifts and changes that I need to make. That goes a long way because there's a law, if I, I mentioned this before, there are laws of the universe that says that the call compels the answer. So if you want to step out of the ego persona or this energy of being arrogant, then we ask God for help. We don't have to do it by ourselves because the arrogance of, of the ego persona says, I can do it myself. I can do it my way. I don't need any help. But the true path of soul evolution is knowing that you don't have to do it alone, that you can have a support in helping you by the call compelling the answer. So ask for it to show itself more to you when the arrogance is showing up, if you have those blind spots, and ask for showing a better way of being with other individuals. How can I be kinder in my interactions with others? How can I apologize and say, you know what, that wasn't the right thing to do. I want to try better and I will do better the next time in our interactions with us. How do you say more thank you 
for helping me. Thank you to the inner self, which is your soul, for helping you, to guide you, and also to your outer self, which is your ego, for allowing it to tame itself down so that you can be able to see these things. Because there is a place for the, soul, the ego. It's just not around arrogance. And you've heard me say this before, the the ego it needs to be under the dominion of the soul in the Christic-like um, qualities that you're trying to be and implement in your life, in your day-to-day experiences, at work, at home, and even in your thinking about yourself. And the soul is always wanting to see the good in situations. So you're trying to cultivate seeing the good and not seeing the fact that you did this wrong and you need to do it again. And instead, you're trying to ask your inner self is, how can I talk to this individual, this situation that's going on in front of me in a way that is helpful for them to see maybe some things that they can do better, but also not from a standpoint of this egotistical arrogance that you know better and your way is going to be the right way. Because sometimes, you know what? It isn't. And, and it really takes the talking through and the communicating with another person that you may find a better way through your conversations that you do have. The other thing about soul, the soul always needs kind of an open perspective about things, an open mindset to look and to understand in conjunction to the laws and principles by which the soul is trying to live by. And what the arrogance of the ego always wants to close things down and only see it from one perspective. And it's usually a perspective that is about the me, and not about the we. And we, how can we be prosperous? How can we do this together in a way that's going to be helpful? If I were to say two tips that might be helpful is usually with these barriers and roadblocks, we do need to do more observation of ourselves. You have to observe and see how this energy shows itself up in your world so you can identify and start to be able to say, mm-mm, That's not happening here. Let's make a pivot. Let's make a better choice. Let's do it in a different way, a kinder way. So one of the things you're looking for in this observation is situations in which you are feeling either resentful or anger or irritated or sulking because you didn't get attention or because the person didn't say it right or the person didn't address you right. You want to know when these things are coming up in you And you're trying to literally see it and then be able to say, "Mm, I see you and start to be different, start to interact in a different way. And the other tip I would give to you is what I call this, be intentional with being authentically humble. Humbleness is actually a superpower that helps the soul to grow into advance because it requires a degree of modesty and it's a quality that in the Bible, actually, it says the meek shall inherit the earth. What is meekness but a humbleness? And we can start to manifest more of that humbleness or meekness in our life because meekness is not necessarily you're, you're nothing and you're not going to have a voice and you're not going to be able to say what you need to say. But it is a degree of 
a humbleness that allows you not to have to be proudful or boastful. And the soul lives by the code of how may I be helpful? How may I be kind? How may I be truthful? And how may I glorify God in all that I do? It is the boastful type of experience that I just want to make this point around that we have to really keep in check and say, do I really need to say this at this point in time? Or is it just something that, yes, I used to do of the old self of being arrogant and boastful, but you know what? I don't need that right now. This is not going to add value to the conversation that is being talked about here. With that being said, and that knowing that your soul is always wanting to glorify God in everything that it does, and you're going to hear me talk more about this, then we're always now looking at the aspect of when the eye of the eagle is speaking and being, the little eye, which is the eagle persona, that you know that I need to do something that is more graceful and have greater humility in my interactions so that the grace of my being is being the grace of the divinity of God that exists within me. So the grace of being is actually being that gold fabric, the glory of love's divinity within you that automatically removes and moves away or transforms arrogance. It's no longer the focus around arrogance. It is now focused around that superpower of humility, of humbleness. Again, the meek inherit the earth. God's children, who are the meek but strong in spirit, strong in conviction, strong and wanting to glorify God in all that they do is where it's at. Something to think about. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Adventures, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.